Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good evening. By pressing play, you've unlocked a door with the key of imagination. Beyond is another dimension, a dimension of sound, a dimension of mind, You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. Welcome to Agoraphobia, the Agora Podcast Network's spooktacular month of ghoulishly engaging content, celebrating the spirit of the Halloween season. So turn on all the lights, check all the closets and cupboards, look under the beds, and continue if you dare. Hello, boys and ghouls. Welcome back for the final installment of this year's Halloween celebrations. Today we start with Stephen Guerra's annual submission as he sits around the campfire with a circle of friends, including David Crowther from the History of England podcast and Dominic Perry from the History of Egypt podcast and many more, as they trade spooky tales from the most terrifying book in history, a book of violence and wrath, of destruction and death, of monsters, giants, and demons, by which, of course, I mean the Bible. Hi, I'm Steve. I host the History of the Papacy podcast and Agora Podcast Network member. I love Halloween, the candies, the kids dressing up, and of course the spooky, creepy stories. Some people think the best horror stories come from H.P. Lovecraft, Stephen King, the gothic writers of the Victorian era, or the truly terrifying Twilight Saga. Throw all of them into the trash. Haunted houses and castles are creepy for sure. There was a house on my block growing up that everyone just knew was haunted. It looked like one of the haunted houses from like a video game. Recently it was flipped and looks like it was just came out of an HGTV show. There's actually a castle right on my street in my neighborhood. It is definitely scary, especially at night. All of these writers, books, and locations are child's play. If you want to be truly terrified, all you have to do is dig in that old drawer or look on your shelf and pull that bible out or read a little bit of early church history you'll never need to watch ghostbusters again 
Tonight, some friends and I are going to share some of the more spine-tingling stories from early Christianity and both the Old and New Testaments. We're going to be sitting around the campfire and telling those spooky stories. And we'll have stories of demonic possession, an army of dead arising, at least two stories of instantaneous violent death, and a monster that would send Frankenstein and Dracula running underneath their beds. Let's begin. Oh, hey, David Crowther of the History of England podcast. How did you get here? Oh, you have a story about an actual ghost coming from the great beyond to tell Saul he was going to lose a battle? Let's hear it. And the king said to her, Do not be afraid. What did you see? And the woman said to Saul, I saw a spirit ascending out of the earth. And so he said to her, What is his form? And she said, An old man is coming up, and he's covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed down. Now Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? And Saul answered, I am deeply distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God has departed from me, and does not answer me any more, neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore I have called you, that you may reveal to me what I should do. And then Samuel said, So why do you ask me, seeing the Lord has departed from you and has become your enemy, and the Lord has done for himself as he spoke by me? For the Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hand and given it to your neighbour David, because you did not obey the voice of the Lord, nor execute his fierce wrath upon Amalek, Therefore the Lord has done this thing to you today. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with you into the hand of the Philistine, and tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. The Lord will also deliver the army of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. Immediately Saul fell full length on the ground and was dreadfully afraid because of the words of Samuel, and there was no strength in him for he had eaten no food all day or night. All right, David, that one was pretty scary, but watch out because Antonio, a longtime friend of the show and someone who has helped a great deal with research as well, has a story of a skeleton army. Let's hear it, Antonio. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, Prophecy to the breath, prophecy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breath on this lane, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves, and cause you to come up from your graves, and bring you into the land of Israel. Okay, Antonio, that one was definitely scary. Now everyone, stop playing with that fire. In fact, Attilio, 
Tell them about a pair of lads who decided to play with fire and what happened to them. The profane fire of Nadab and Abihu, Leviticus 10. Then Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. So fire went out from the Lord and devoured them. Guys, didn't you listen to one word Atelio said? Now put that stick back in the fire. Things are about to take a darker turn with Nick's chilling tale. The wind of a lord shall come up from the wilderness. Then his spring shall become dry, and his fountain shall be dried up. He shall plunder the treasury of every desirable prize. Samaria is held guilty, for she has rebelled against her god. They shall fall by the sword. Their infants shall be dashed in pieces, and their women with child ripped open. Where Nick left off, Joseph's story isn't going to let up. You might want to turn your lights back on for this spooky psalm. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. If I do not remember you, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. If I do not exalt Jerusalem above my chief joy. Remember, O Lord, against the sons of Edom, the day of Jerusalem, who said, Raise it, raise it, to its very foundation. O daughter of Babylon, who are to be destroyed, happy the one who repays you as you have served us. Happy the one who takes and dashes your little ones against the rock. Oh, Dominic Perry of the History of Egypt podcast, I didn't know you were stopping by. Please lighten things up after the last few stories. Oh, wait, you're going to tell us a story about a deadly sea monster? You know there's a lake right next to our campsite. I will not conceal his limbs, his mighty power, or his graceful proportions. Who can remove his outer coat? Who can approach him with a double bridle? Who could open the doors of his face with his terrible teeth all around? His rows of scales are his pride, shut up tightly as with a seal. One is so near another that no air can come between them. They are joined to one another, they stick together, and cannot be parted. His sneezings flash forth light, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. Out of his mouth go burning lights, sparks of fire shoot out. Smoke goes out of his nostrils, as from a boiling pot and burning rushes. His breath kindles coals, and a flame goes out of his mouth. Strength dwells in his neck, and sorrow dances before him. The folds of his flesh are joined together. They are firm on him and cannot be moved. His heart is as hard as stone, even as hard as the lower millstone. When he raises himself up, even the mighty are afraid. Because of his crashings, they are beside themselves. Though the sword reaches him, it cannot avail, nor does spear, dart, or javelin. He regards iron as straw, and bronze as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee. Slingstones become like stubble to him. Darts are regarded as straw. He laughs at the threat of javelins. His undersides are like sharp potsherds. He spreads pointed marks in the mire. 
He makes the deep boil like a pot. He makes the sea like a pot of ointment. He leaves a shining wake behind him. One would think that the deep had white hair. On earth there is nothing like him, that which is made without fear. He beholds every high thing. Okay, okay, maybe let's just move our tents a little ways from the lake. Oh, hey, Mike from the History of Italy podcast. You have a story to tell us? I love Italy. Wait, a story about demonic possession. Oh, man. Then they came to the other sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. And the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus come from afar, he ran and worshipped him, and cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My My name name is Legion, Legion, for we are are many. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send him out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains, so all the demons begged him, saying, Send Send us us to to the swine, swine, that that we we may may enter them. them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about two thousand and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. Well, it can't get much scarier than demonic possession, right? David from the soon-to-be-released History of Spain podcast is here. David, you have a story about a heretic who turns inside out? That must be good. Death of Arius, Socrates Scholasticus. A terror arising from the remorse of conscience is Arius, and with the terror a violent relaxation of the bowels. He therefore inquired whether there was a convenient place near, and being directed to the back of Constantine's forum, he hastened thither. Soon after a faintness came over him, and together with the evacuations his bowels protrude, followed by a copious hemorrhage, and the descent of the smaller intestines. Moreover, portions of his spleen and liver were brought off in diffusion of blood, so that he almost immediately died. The scene of this catastrophe still is shown at Constantinople. Whoa, man. That didn't turn out quite as I expected. How much worse can things get? Oh, Rebecca, you have a story to tell, too? Let's hear it. 
So, on a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to them. And the people kept shouting, The voice of a god and not of a man! Then immediately an angel of the Lord struck him, because he did not give glory to God. And he was eaten by worms and died. All right, enough already. I can't take it. This is too much for me. I'm ready to go to bed, if I can. I want to thank everybody who joined me today to share some of the scarier and downright terrifying stories from the Bible and early church history. Again, I've been Steve, host of the History of the Papacy podcast, and I hope you have a happy and safe Halloween. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And finally, closing out agoraphobia for 2018 are returning champions Xander and Eric from the Reconsider podcast. Or are they? Something is different about them now. They seem changed. Judge for yourself and enjoy Bizarro Reconsider, where they do do the thinking for you. to another great episode of Reconsider, part of the Agora Podcast Network, where we don't do the thinking for you. <laughs> Welcome to Halloween, Reconsider, where we tell you exactly what to think. Reconsider is the only source of truth. Let us investigate the pressing news of the day. Eric, their celebrity speaking about politics is an idiot. They should be quiet and stick to sports, music, slash cinema. Our celebrity speaking about politics is breaking the silence and telling it like it is. Yes, yes, he does tell it like it is. Our anger is necessary and a direct consequence of years of unfairness. And their anger is uncivil and destructive to democracy. Why do you hate democracy? You must be a fascist. Yes, their political party over there, he is obstructionist and must collaborate with our political party. 
However, our political party must not quote-unquote compromise with the enemy. It should take a stand for inalienable principles. Ah, yes, inalienable principles. Those are important. We represent those. In fact, our president's use of executive orders is a bold stroke of leadership and necessary to break through this obstructionist Congress that is theirs. Whereas their president's use of executive orders is a blatant abuse of power, Congress is doing its job just fine. Let it legislate. Yes, yes, our Congress is doing a good job. Their, their demonstration is just a disgusting flaunting of un-American ideology, which just has to be shut down right now. Why do they hate America so much, Eric? Indeed, they hate America, unlike us. Our demonstration is a patriotic expression of free speech, which must be protected, unlike their insane ideas, which should be restricted. Yes, our elites and leaders are wise and learned. They are technocrats that know what's better for the uneducated masses. Uh, I mean, I mean, the lay public. Than they do themselves. You must put an expert in charge. Unless it is their elites, for their elites are self-interested and out of touch. Their policies have failed because they don't care. They already got theirs and are letting everyone else suffer on purpose. Yes, democracy is good. They must listen to the will of the people. Unless, of course, that democracy elects we don't want. You see, democracy does not apply to the stupider 50% of the country, which they, over there, are. Right, because they don't even know what's good for them. They do not. So let's talk about advocacy groups. Our advocacy groups stand up for important sectors of America and important groups that are pursuing patriotic ideals. Whereas they do not have advocacy groups, they instead have lobbyists, lobbyists who pervert the will of the many for the interests of the few against democratic principles. Yes, we, on the other hand, protect America from hateful and corrupting elements. Yes, whereas they suppress the radical ideas of the youth and the downtrodden. They are bigots and hate freedom of expression. Yes, they, they, they do in fact hate freedom and in fact they hate our country. And we do not hate our country. No. We love it and simply want it to be better. But at least we do not reek of corruption. No, no, no corruption here. We're all pure. Now let's talk about economics. Yes. They're economists. They're shills and quacks. Eric, there's literally, and I mean literally, literally, and not figuratively, literally. Not figuratively, literally, which of course is now in the dictionary. You mean literally, literally, like actually, literally. Yes, yes, literally, literally. And when I say literally, I mean there is literally no proof whatsoever that anything they have ever said is true. Literally. Yes, their economic ideas are completely unsupported by economists with PhDs in universities. Whereas all of my economic ideas, which I got from Twitter using memes, are surely supported by great economists who are professors of learning. There is much proof that our theories are far more accurate than theirs. Much proof. Yes. Let's talk about history, Eric. It's a very important topic to our great country. 
When we talk about historical revisions and reviewing the way history is talked about, our revisions right the wrongs of the past. Yes, whereas they, they erase our country's most important history with corrupt revisionism. And they use this corrupt revisionism to slander us and win votes among their partisan base. Yes, I I think it's fair to say that our position reflects reality as it actually is. Yes, whereas their so-called positions are simply unfounded biases that come out of an echo chamber. Yeah, if you look at any of the commentators on our side, on any of the television channels that we watch or any of the websites that we read, you'll see that our commentators are really just telling the real story. They tell it like it is, don't they? Literally, literally all of our commentators. Whereas, literally all of their commentators fling fake news, deception, and mistruth. Alternate facts. Alternate facts and fake news. Ours is reality. Indeed. Their partisan factionalizing is obstructing the system for mere political gain. Yes, whereas our patriotic coalition is pursuing what's good for the country and standing up against the obstruction and partisanship that only exists on the other side. Politics will be better when they are more like us. And all comparisons of our tribe to the other tribe are false equivalents. So remember, dear listeners, always let the pundits, the commentators, social media, celebrities, politicians, and most importantly, your tribe, do the thinking for you. And have a very spooky Halloween with your tribe. A warm welcome back to those of you who made it back, and a little bit of advice to take with you before you go. Not all knowledge is safe, and some things you can't unhear. The smartest of you will count your blessings and stay clear of dark corners and dangerous downloads. But those of you more daring who laugh in the face of fear will undoubtedly be back like a moth drawn to the flame for the next installment of Agoraphobia. Ah, oh, jeez. I, I, was, I was going for more of a... 1984 kind of thing, but it ended up turning into like Mystery Science Theater 3000, the politics show, which I was, <laughs> which yeah. I think is actually much better. I, I I think the the voice that I ended up doing was somewhere in between a mix of like Cartman and Strong Bad. <laughs> Go on, I check the email with their yeah. tribe. Yeah, <laughs> I said consummate bees, consummate. Guy wouldn't know reconsidering if it came up and bit him in the ass. <laughs> 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.